I'm sure they're hearing from parents who are saying loudly, there is no tolerance for a strike. And that's why we're, we have legislation before the House, John. I'm not doing this because I want to do it. It wasn't my first instinct. I got voluntary deals with every education union just two, three years ago. But when the choice is either legislate on Monday to avert a strike on Friday or hope for the best, the latter is not a strategy for any responsible government. So we're acting. In the meantime, we'll keep talking. I really hope there's another way here. It always cracks me up, the reaction to a conversation like the one we just had with Stephen Lecce. And half the people who weigh in via text or Twitter say that I was a jerk to the minister, and the other half say, why was I so soft? I believe in having an open conversation. I tend to, as they say in the industry, walk people, which means cut them off or talk over them when they are repeating their message or when they're saying something that isn't true. But I thought, and a lot of people seem to agree that we achieved that, that the idea was, let's hear from the minister. That's the position he's staking out later on today, no doubt, on News Talk 1010. The union boss will probably surface and react to everything that has happened in the House today. But at the moment, let's get some reaction and find out where the NDP stands in all of this. The NDP education critic is Chandra Pasma. It's nice to have you. Good morning. Good morning, John. How are you enjoying a five o'clock sitting of the House? It's not my favorite thing, particularly when it's being done to take away the rights of some of the lowest paid workers in the province. Okay. Well, then make the case. The minister was mapping it out, saying he's very generous that uh, this particular cohort of education workers are well compensated or will be under the new measures, that they're doing better than people in other provinces, and they should take this deal and go back to work. Well, the results speak for themselves. We've got a situation where one quarter of these education workers are forced to use food banks or cut back on food. Half of them have to work two or three jobs to make ends meet. Half have had to cut back on planned household spending. And we're seeing workers leave the sector because they simply can't afford to work in it anymore. I've only been the education critic for a month, but I've heard from many stakeholders, parents, principals, trustees, education workers and teachers saying we have these gaps in our schools already, these critical roles that are going unfilled, they can't recruit and retain staff to fill them because workers simply can't afford to be in these jobs. And what we're hearing from the education workers, what they've been saying consistently to the minister for months, is we love our job. We want to support these kids. We've been supporting these kids day in and day out through these past two and a half difficult years, but we can't afford to keep doing this job anymore. The minister has come to the table and offered these low-paid workers who are using food banks a nickel an hour more. That's simply not enough. And, you know, whether it's a, a disruption through a strike or the disruption of, of workers leaving the system because they can't afford to be there anymore, the minister's path is creating great disruption for our kids instead of coming to the table and negotiating a deal that will actually allow workers to do the job they love and get a fair wage for it. Okay, so it's a fine point, but that means if they do walk out on Friday, you're saying it's the government's fault, it's not the fault of an obstreperous union. Absolutely. The union has been saying since the beginning that they do not want to strike. They want to negotiate a deal at the table. The government has been refusing to come to the table and negotiate a fair deal. And now we've got three days left. CUPE is sitting at the table today. The minister is in the House ramming through this nuclear bomb of a legislation that is going to cause more disruption to our kids' school year. 
What would you say to the argument that the government will make, obviously, and has made, which is, you know, grosso modo, set aside who we're paying here, um, we have to figure out how to stay within budget. So, you know, when we add up everything from benefits to sick leave to pay to pensions, this is what we can afford no more. Well, the minister is lucky he doesn't have to take one of his own math tests for teachers because I'm not sure he would pass it the way he's adding up uh, claims to come up with a, a very large amount of total compensation he's claiming that the union wants. But we also know that the government had a surplus last year, and we just heard from the FAO that they're sitting on more money that's unallocated in the coming years. We've got a healthcare sector that's in crisis. We've got an education system that they seem determined to drive into crisis. It's time to start actually investing in these important public systems so that Ontarians get the services that they need and so that our kids aren't the ones who are paying the price after two and a half years of disrupted learning already. Okay, if they set up picket lines on Friday, are you going to go and march with them? Well, I'm not going to speculate on what's going to happen on Friday. I just know that the minister's holding all the cards over the next three days. QP's going to be sitting at the table. They've already said that, and I hope that the minister will show up and negotiate a fair and reasonable deal. That means that our kids are in school on Friday. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.